I stand firmly in the fact that I'm one of the best to ever do this for the culture, for my coast, and for my city. This is the best rapper in LA podcast. 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 And I'm your host, Merce. 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 What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Welcome back. If you didn't hear part one, go back, listen. And we're going to pick up here. This is a time where we can tell two stories. I didn't tell a story about the That Looks Good video, but I've told it many times, but I'll tell it here. And the story of Eli at the Showbox. It starts again, living legends, you can tell a friend. It wouldn't hurt you, let this work you as the breakfast fits around. So we're doing one song and um, being the idiots that we are, because we're all 10 or 12 in our minds and our actions, somebody puts a kick me sign on Eli's back. <laughs> Eli is the smallest member in Living Legends, height and weight. Also the kindest person. I don't think anyone's ever been in a physical altercation with Eli in our group or ever in life. So why? You choose to physically assault this young man during the performances. Why I still think it's funny is because I feel like Eli might still be justifiably mad about it. So there's a kick me sign on his back. And everybody, I mean, he would go to one side of the stage, everybody, boom, 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 just kicking him. Like, hard. He, lies, he doesn't have much ass anyway, so it's just like, you can feel it, like you're fucking up the man's hips. Oh, man. He can't decide which side of the stage. And I'm sure in his head, he's like, why? Why are my friends treating me like this? Why are they kicking me? Nothing like this has ever happened on stage with us before. I'm sure he's like, is it the term bemused? Like, he's like, what the fuck? So he's like looking at us and trying to do his verses, like jumping from side, like running across the stage. It finally turns around, it's like, what the fuck? And then the crowd sees the kick me sign and it's the biggest pop. Because <laughs> now, because they're wondering too, what the fuck? Why is everybody kicking Eli? They see it go on, and then he turns around to us. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and for Eli to get that angry is also rare. So it was, and then they turned, and then it just made it even funnier. Oh man! But in wrestling, they call it a pop. Like recently, uh, Colorado, The Rock came out of WWE. I don't watch WWE, but I saw the clip and. Uh, Man, it was so loud, and that's the kind of laugh. Like, we finally let the crowd in on the joke. Fuck whoever did that, it was wrong. It's not funny. So what happened next, Since you know, I guess I can laugh about that hard because I'm, I'm, I paid the cost. So everyone knows back then I used to wear these pajama pants. And I mean, these are moments, once again, too, if that, that would have been 
you know, gone all over the internet. That would have blew us up. We would have got a, a million views and likes and shit if we had that little moment on Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok. That's what I said. Like, we'd be a, 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 a amazing force had you been able to, like, imagine Odd Future times five. And then I'm performing these pajama pants that are loose. I think Aesop and Eli, or maybe just Aesop. I think it's Aesop, the revenge. I'm sure Eli was in on it somehow. Or maybe he just went home after that. I don't know. I would have. No, I remember standing with him on the side of the stage that night. Because we used to like duck out when everybody used to start at the end of the second. What would you do if you put it all together in it? Bye. And they start doing the boys to men acapella living legends barbershop. Yo, every night, if you've ever seen that, know that me and Eli are backstage like, oh my gosh, not again. Girl, you all up in my mind. I just want us to see your shots. So let's go, go, oh, oh, let's go. Do Pay dues, make some motherfucking noise. But uh, I, I, I do miss it. I love that part. But uh, and like I said, we never. I think it could have been a dope moment if we practiced it and it happened maybe during this. I think it just needed another place. Me and Eli both are like perform and go home people. And then they would start doing that. Like we're all on the same bus. We're all in the same van. Like, come on, bro. Um, Eli is Mr. Leave the Show immediately. Uh, I just want to get out. So to me, my favorite part is aside from not not rapping on stage. Like I like I love being on stage, but I love also hanging out or going to get food after the show. I think it's because I get so tense about performing and it's such a um, pull in two directions like a like you know i don't know the term i'm trying to use but like i'm split like i want to do the show because i like making people happy and i love music but i hate being on stage so it's like uh it's being pulled in two directions then finally i get to go back to self and it's over and i want to celebrate i think that's what it is so i'm happy to meet you all and i'm thankful that you listen to our music but also i'm like happy that shit's over it's torturous for me and on a like a, on a spiritual level, I'm having a good time in the moment. But before it, 30 minutes, I'm sure before, after shit, blah, 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 I'm a horrible person to people around me. Then I get on stage and I let it all out. And then I come back to, whew, to self. So um, there's a lot of relief for me in that moment. I don't need to, re Eli needs to retreat. And he says that since the birth of a sorcerer came under a Pisces sign, that is, he's a Pisces. And maybe it's a Pisces, the two fish thing. Anyway. The next story, that looks good. Before we go too far, too much further, Sunspot still lives in the same apartment in Hollywood. I don't know who's going to stalk him if they didn't know that. Going on over 20 years now. He's like those New Yorkers. Like he, because Hollywood, LA's slowly becoming New York or a metro, 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 megatropolis thingy um, where rent control is good. And so he's staying. And it's a nice apartment in Hollywood. He invited us all over. I think it's to see that that looks good video. Everybody brought their girlfriends. I believe I told the story, or maybe I didn't tell the story on Varsity Blues. Lucky I am, and I told a story about the suite in, the, in Australia. But in that same hotel with the adjoining rooms, summer in Australia, sweaty, Lucky's a big dude. We're wearing foot basketball jerseys because we're Americans in another country, and you wear socks to the beach. I don't do that. I, don't, I would die. Uh, my wife would probably murder me. But I never did that. I'm a, I'm a beach kid. I'm a California kid for real. But... I do wear basketball jerseys and I will go swimming in some motherfucking basketball shorts. All right? Black culture. Hip-hop culture, if you will. And rarely, I'll get some board shorts, but I'm going to wear a fucking sports uh, basketball jersey. 
I'm wearing mine. He's wearing his. He's sweaty. We finished a long walk with our backpacks, blasting rap music, annoying Australians, I'm sure. I'm sitting on the chair watching a DVD, probably Baller Blocking. We've watched Baller Blocking, the Cash Money video. This is another thing people wouldn't think that Lucky I Am and Merce of the Living Legends are watching Baller Blocking 30 times a day. Cash Money Baller Block is funny. Oh, man, there's so many parts. Who the fuck? Who the fuck? Who the fuck got the dope? Every day, all day, all we do is get our grind on. From sun up to sundown, get our grind on. Trying to bust it wide open and build up my client. Send a hit at this nigga so we can be the giant. You know how it is on everything for myself. Rest in peace to, I think there's an actor in there, and then shout out to TK. Uh, I can't think of Ezel. I always call him Ezel, and it's disrespectful. But um, yeah, rest in peace to him. We watched that, like, so I'm probably watching that, distracted. He's laughing, ha, 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 and I don't notice. He's playing, he's about to play the worst version of the fart game ever. He pulls his bare sweaty ass down and farts on my arm. His bare ass is on my arm. And this man, 200 plus pounds, six over six feet tall, man farts on my arm with his bare ass, sweaty arm, sweaty ass, the ghost of your poop, as one of my friend's nieces put it, the ghost of poop, poop phantoms, fart juices, gases, particles, ass particles, now sticking to me in my mind. I black out. I just start punching him and punching him and punching him. And he's <laughs> like, I was just laughing right then about Eli. He was laughing. <laughs> he's laughing. I'm socking the shit. I punch him until I hurt my hand. I get, I seriously hurt my hand and I get tired. I keep punching him everywhere. I'm just punching. Him. I'm pretty sure I did. Maybe I did punch him in the face. I was furious, bro. Furious. So this this album came out in October 2001. So yeah, I think that was... So this is probably later in the year, maybe early 2002. I have not forgotten. I still haven't forgotten. I hope you could tell with the way I, I tell that story. I have not forgotten what he did. Everybody's watching the new video. We're all in Sunspot's house. This new Hollywood apartment, white carpet. I have one of these LRG pants. This is how far back I go. I do not fuck with LRG on a plane or a train. Uh, but we can get to that story later. But this is back when the Legends, people thought it was Legends Research Group and they thought it was our clothing. Like we were one of the few rappers putting it in videos, putting it in magazines, rapping about it. We were heavy on the in the, in the inception of LRG. And so I have on these, they used to make these plastic pants. They're probably retro as fuck right now. I want to go buy some and sell them to somebody for $300. It has to be, we have to write, you guys, I'm going to go to the, if I go to the Santa Ana Goodwill, I could find a shit ton of vintage LRG. It's about to become ironic and come back. I know, especially because I saw, I see kids walk, I saw a black kid walking down the street with a skateboard and a tie-dye shirt and some baggy corduroys yesterday. I was like, oh, it's fucking me with the Converse One Stars that dropped when I was his age. Like, I never thought these baggy shirts and kids in baggy clothes with skateboards wearing the same shoes. Fucking crazy, bro. So LRG, baggy plastic pants. Go find some. If you find some, send them to me. I'll wear a pair and I'll sell a pair. I'll cut you in on it. it, it we could sell it for more if I say that they're mine, right? Okay. Business propositions. If um, Shout out to the homegirl that has the 
the uh, eBay page. But um, plastic pants. I was free balling these days, uh, no underwear. And we just came out. I was just coming out of the house quickly. Drove from Orange County with my ex-girlfriend, and we were, or my girlfriend at the time, I should say. And uh, I see Tommy watching the video. I muster up a fart because he's laying on the floor. He's usually taller than me. He's laying on the floor with his mouth open watching the video. Mouth breathing. I say this is the perfect time to fart in his mouth. I'm get back. 10 months, 12 months later, whatever it is, six months later, I am getting my get back. Because he's laying on the floor first, facing the television. <laughs> but, you know, I bend over, put my ass in his face, about to fart, and then there is a lot of, it, you can't escape the homoeroticism right now. Uh, the games uh, men play, play sports, slap each other on the butt. I watch men wrestle each other, all oily dub, you know. There's a spectrum to this, I guess. I identify as a heterosexual, cisgendered male that cocked his ass out in front of his other guy to fart on him for the sake of vengeance only. I fart. Everyone sees me. He literally makes the lucky face. The, oh, like Smokey when he's like smoked out and his mouth is open, his eyes are bugged out. He's like, oh, I don't believe. Did you just? And then I say... I think something came out on that one. <laughs> he looks down. Everyone looks down at sunspots, white carpet, and there, my friends, on the on the on the floor is a little vegan nugget of a turd. <laughs> on his an actual piece of shit. There's so much going on behind me. To my left, over my shoulder, is Sunspot. <laughs> he, he's losing his shit for obvious reasons. To the right and the other end of the couch is Grouch and his girlfriend, who or his wife at the time, who are definitely a lot more buttoned up, very, very judgmental. So Grouch is like, what the fuck, man? Oh, my God. You, you should be embarrassed. Stop trying to laugh because you're embarrassed. I'm like, I'm not embarrassed. I'm embarrassed, but this shit is funny. Like, Lucky has ran out of the building. He's laughing like he's vomiting or upchucking. Oh, he's like doubled over the edge of the balcony. Like, ah! Ah! And he's, I feel like for everyone else is laughing. Grouching and his ex-wife are feigning uh, disgust. They're too mature or whatever, or, or they legitimately are disgusted, which someone just shit in the middle of the room. I get that now. And so it's supposed to like, I don't believe you shit on my motherfucking white carpet. How do you like, he just kept repeating it. Like, I think he's jumping up and like, if smoke could come out of his ears, you know, fucking sleeveless, buff, bald, sunspot, brown man, about 5'8", five, 5'7", five, jumping up and down, screaming, I don't believe you. I go to the bathroom. I get a, a, a nap. It was one of those dry, like, turds. It wasn't a gooey, thank God. So, you know, I put paper towel, paper, tissue paper in my hand, pick it up, plop it in the toilet, flush it. And, uh, yeah, the That Looks Good video. How could I ever? Whew, man. Yeah, all about get back. And just to take it back, throw back, get back, just to get some music in here. Uh, to ser serious thing, serious things up, uh, one of the Living Legends' favorite albums during this era I've been thinking about, and whenever I think about 
this era of living legends uh, was Lunatic Music, the Looney's second album. Oh, man. But they have a line on there on the killers on the payroll. Like, the only climax was payback. He let his wounds heal and got more get back than Low Jack. Once again, the underground legends, left of center, abstract backpack rappers, all we listened to was the Looney second album on that joy is gangster as fuck. We get, there's subtle references to that in different Living Legends releases around this time. There might be one on this album. But Lunatic Music by the Looney's classic album, so, Salute to Them. To the Summit's probably a sophomore slump because there was no I Got Five on it, but uh, it was like 20, 21 songs of fire. I think maybe there's one or two skips on there for me. Uh, just a little history. And Common Ground featuring JC. That's perfect timing to do the Looney's right then and then go into JC. Hey, yo. A rich man in a poor man's body It's what I was going up Hustling for the buck Make to lead Torn between Just to be or not to be It gotta be It better be Better days ahead of me Tell the G's luxuries Was never gave to me Instead I shift from home to home Feel alone Was I prone From the destiny In which I lay the wallow I live for today And give a fuck about tomorrow JC As far as I know He's a friend of our homie Named um, M-A-N-N Or Aaron From Misfits of Styles um, who used to perform a lot with us um, and their crew, um, DJ Lex, uh, Tone, who uh, made some of the early beats CMA, the Twin Towers, Trukio, people you may not heard, but they were definitely influential for me growing up. Probably my favorite uh, use of the Isley Brothers sample that everybody uses, I'm Living for the Love, is a song by Misfits of Style that you have to dig deep on YouTube to find. But la, 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 puffing on some bomb, nigga. La, 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 puffing on some bomb, nigga. La, 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 puffing on some bomb, nigga. I got a four-core rhythm with the ism. You're stepping in my prism. Well, that's a bad decision. I'm going to put that ass in prison in another dimension. Like a penitentiary. Then I'm going to your grill like my every show broke ass that's the thing is you could tell the shift and we were still catching up to the shift in our audience that used to go like everyone in the room but grouch and eli were singing along to that part because everyone in the room was mostly black and we knew it was like a local hit it's going down it doesn't name of the song and um just you know just towned out like he's popping his collar go like you know he bayed out getting low like it was just one hand in the air if you know it you know the move and man that song used to go up. So he lived in Alameda, Aaron, and uh, walking to the liquor store, walking to the bar, walking to Nations, we would walk by his house and he'd be out there. Funny story, him and Arata ended up living together way later in East Oakland. And he recently told me, like, everybody in the hood loved Arata. Because I just talk about people who knew Arata. Not that he's gone, but I have been out of touch with him for so long. Like, exchanging a lot of stories. Like, Man, we walked through, we used to walk through East Oakland and motherfuckers like, call us rush hour. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> yeah, that was a classic. Uh, man, like, just how Oakland is, like 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 the grouch, like country, just nicknames kind of just stick. You know what I'm saying? And, and nobody means any harm by it. It's just, you know, the, the, the people are very honest, funny, and creative, colorful. 
all I say, we became good friends with Aaron. Um, I was I remember being at his house. He's the one that told me Tupac died. So yeah, just younger from my younger days, he was always a little older than me. He had a homie who I believe is through them, JC, who had been locked up for a while and came home. And I maintain to this day, especially when it comes to California, our best rappers, our best boxers, our best basketball players, our best athletes, and some of our best creative minds have died due to the war, I believe, perpetrated by the American government, the Bloods and Crips War, and the crack epidemic, and just the unjust laws, three strikes. So they're either dead or in jail. The best rapper from LA, you'll never hear. Best rapper from California, you'll never, you'll probably never hear. But some of the greats, like JC, do come home. And that's like, he came home and we heard him rap. We like grouched since he lived in Alameda. I think they were a little closer, but he's on some CMA stuff. I think he made Grouch Man produce the album for him. He's been on some Living Legends tours. That's when I wasn't touring with the crew. But man, when you, that's something else I'd like to get through this podcast. It's always the people in the middle that ever had a problem with me or anyone being different. The people who are out trying to prove themselves, who aren't really a gangster or as tough as they want you to believe. Everyone has, it can be tough. I'm not trying to, but there's people who feel like they have to prove it. The insecure people, and we're all insecure in our own way, but the most insecure people have a problem with the most secure people. If I have the courage to wear my hair like this or to not give a fuck if my pants are not name brand or dirty, who the fuck am I when you have this void in you that makes you feel So I'm going to shit on you. Those people are the ones that have problems. Those are the people that, to me, usually make the most ignorant music, soulless music, the ones that perpetrate. And it goes for all genres. Because when you're trying to fill a void and and get the adoration of the public, then it, it's moving the creativity away from its divine origin. And you're drawing for somewhere else. And if there's divinity, there's also another force within music. But people don't like to talk. Music is just this healing force. And it's just everything is a balance. Harry Potter, motherfuckers, all, all magic has a price, bitch. All magic comes with a price. JC was the kindest. Kindest. And and same thing with, like, the more authentic you are, I don't, I don't know if he's proud of this, but I like just, honestly, like, J-Rock from TDE, one of the kindest people, but you know, if you know, you know. And that was JC. Like, JC just came home from jail. You wouldn't be able to tell. Just just a, a great dude. Always when I smile. You know, even when that shit wasn't always that nice and rosy with the crew, those are times, like, I wasn't touring with them or whatever. Always love. Always, like, big hug, pound, whatever the man hug, pound thing is. Is there a name for that? Uh, that thing. And just, yo, yeah, but he could have been like, yo, I just did this many years and I came out and um, here he is doing songs with the Living Legends. I'm sure that's the last thing. We didn't exist when he went in. When he came out, he was on songs on our first debut album. Imagine that to how special you had to be at, at rapping, which he is. Something, I think Nate the Great's on here too. How special you had to be at rapping when we have eight motherfuckers and we think we're the dopest in our crew and we want you to rap on our album. Um, similar to Reverie on the new album, on the new album. On the Letterman song I told y'all to listen to last week, he he definitely was like one of those talents. It was a pleasure to bear witness to. Shout out to JC. Shout out to Picasso with the dope chorus. And you can see we're still rapping to like the black leaning or the inner city community with a positive message. This this song could have seems like there's two albums going on here, and um, so I'm not the only one with duality. But our group was shifting. Like there's a Jefferson Airplane right before this, and then we're going to just some just some slap, like town slap, Grouch makes slap. A lot of my friends would be like, hey, cuz, oh, Grouch, that nigga white? Like, that's straight up. 
because I've been playing my stuff for people, you know, in the neighborhood, and they knew I was touring with them, but they had never. I, I've said this on the past. Stop saying that. I, you know, that I don't bring my homies to my shows for various reasons. My homeboys, homeboys like from the block, they don't come to my so they never come to my shows, so they've never seen Grouch. And then finally, I remember right with my homeboy Nick, rest in peace. He was like, "Wait, that nigga Grouch is white, cuz?" Like I was like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "Damn, fool, you've been listening to the motherfucking Success is Destiny and nothing changes, and you don't fucking know." Simple man. My brother used to bro, my brother had like a, a Bronco with two 15s on Crenshaw slapping Simple Man. Grouch makes slap, bro. Like who riders, Grouch, like town shit. There's nothing like playing town shit in some if you have some beat. Um, yeah. So that's about all I'd say. Picasso did that. Everybody did their thing on this one. It's it's dope. We hadn't read the room yet. We didn't know uh, who was listening. And I still think this is a funny thing. I think also this is timeless. As I teach kids, as I, people invite me into spaces to play stuff for kids, this is a song inner city youth would still, I think, listen to and be relevant, unfortunately, that it sucks that it's years, decades later and it's still relevant, the message. Um, and just looked at Instagram and my homeboy, Steph Simon in Tulsa, Oklahoma, has the first rap label that is in a high school. It is in my McLean High School on the north side of Tulsa. It is rough. Metal detectors, all the shit, you know, 19-year-olds still in 12th grade, stuff like that. Very, um, the, the the lean on me school type of vibes, if you know, lean on me, like very, our dangerous minds, I've never seen that, but I assume that's how the classroom was, stand and deliver, shit like that. The hood school. And he has a record label. I want to speak to those, ch those young people. I'll call them children. Uh, they've definitely seen and been through too much. But it would be for that kid, like a kid in the one, you know, what you got? You know, like the there's a kid on the corner in the room on the block, blah, blah, blah. That sentiment, and he just posted a letter from one of the teachers that's telling the child's parent that on some national, he the kid is in the hood and he helps the teacher manage the class, but also on whatever classic test he took, he got a 290 on his math something. And she was like, the teacher was like, I went to a, a school in this neighborhood. I scored a 230 or 260 or 220 and I went on to Harvard and Yale. Your son got a 290. Let me know what I need to do. He's people, kids, children like or him are one of the reasons I came back to support. But that's the thing, like the brilliance within the the ghetto, and I think that's what this the song is saying. Um, but I don't think any brilliant kids in the ghetto got to hear this song, Common Ground. But uh, yeah, that's JC and Living Legends finding common ground. We're gonna get into Flawless, produced by Eli. Anyway, flawless, it ain't over. Come here. Here we go again. Life ain't about what you see. It's about where you've been. Whatever, whatever. And once you get there, it's time to go again. Sunspot is a deep motherfucker, a deep, dope motherfucker, bro. Like, ah, I want, I want 
my homies to get there just do. That course is dope. Lucky spin fire. Everybody is spin fire on there. Sunspots, it's long, will be my only criticism. I love Sunspots verse. Does Sunspot need to rap? Maybe should have just been a Mystic Journeyman song. I feel like Dirty Girl is a great atmosphere song I got to rap on. This is a great Mystic Journeyman song that got given to the legends, and there's a lot of those. Yeah, we're going to move on to the next song. Would, would I be featuring Nate the Great and Crush? I'm telling you how great of an MC. Shout out to the cuff from SAC. How great of an MC you have to be to be asked to be on a Living Legends album. To be a millionaire, me, is that your final answer? I'm pretty sure it might be. Matter of fact, the fatter the stack, the more likely to see us ahead of the pack like fleas. Get a house, pay my debts, and my spouse, and my mom's a couple of cars that run the college fund. Fix my teeth, lace my peak, fulfill the dreams that made this beat. It would be strange at first, I think, but I'll adjust fine, make my money worth my time. This is what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. The living legends without me. I'm a fan. I'm ready to call this a classic album. I still feel like, oh no, that looks good. I was rapping pretty good. No, I'm not even saying my rap verses are the worst ones. I'm rapping exactly where I should be on this album and exactly how I should be. To I'm going to say that this is a classic record. The songs that drive this record really don't have me on there. So I feel like I can say that as objectionably as not objectively as possible. Well, fuck you. It's a classic. I need to go out. Fuck the one we named classic. This is a classic. I think classic has some misses on it. I'm not going to lie to you. This? Man, the the atmosphere, the guests, the beats. It's perfect, man. This is so far. I need to go buy. I didn't get one of those picture discs with the fucking Hollywood. So if y'all got one out there, let me know. I'm 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 a Living Legends fan. Reborn. Well, I never really got to be a Living Legends fan. Because I was too involved in it. But now I'm going back. This is fucking dope, man. What the fuck did Nathan say? Nathan said something positive about the album, right? Fuck that guy. Nah. Yeah. Shout out to Living Legends, bro. This album slap. I practice how to wrap myself into the top five of MCs of live and ribbon. Kicking back in Sydney, not tripping off or arguing with women. I'm living with a swimmer with All right. So I may have spoke too soon. I knew that would happen. Okay. Anything you want, not a bad song by far, but could we have lost it with amongst these other uh, 16 dope songs and just had 15 songs? For sure. Uh, but next up is Gift Rap. There's a vinyl version of this, please, if anyone had it. I think a Japanese exclusive. Or maybe this is the one they put out on Rockets. I don't remember, but give us give us, give, give us a call if you have that here at KKJZLL. In my own P. I'm just gonna skip over anything you want, go straight to gift rap. Uh that's what I did. Now I listened to it, but then I, I just said let's keep listening. I don't have much to say about anything you want. It sucks that that's the one sunspot Jones beat. I mean, that's why it sticks out because everything else is the Eli Grouch. We should have just had maybe a couple more sunspot songs. Or I guess kept it known sunspot and let Sunspot and Picasso produce the next one. I don't know. These are these are things that are no longer my business. Shout out to the person at the Badger Herald that wrote her a favorable review. And it's still back to Nathan. They don't quote the person. I want to know who wrote for the Badger Herald. What is the Badger Herald? We're going to go. Sorry, guys. Yep, that's what I thought. University of Wisconsin-Madison had a lot of fans, a lot of wild good times there. Love you, Madison. Miss you. Which is probably not the same town because they're probably all college fans. That was another thing we would experience later, hitting these college towns and then kind of not being relevant after, you know, if you remain relevant in a college town past or the college students 
past like eight years as a rap artist or any artist, that's that is amazing. Like after the you know after the eight years, if there's a freshman there that's still in your shit, you're doing a great thing. So like places like Madison don't get visited as often as they used to, but I think last show I did there was pretty 2017, 18, 15, I don't know, something like that. I was like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. Lots of people, fun show. Good vibes, good memories. Some of the same promoters are still there, which is dope. Anyway, gift wrap. Uh, Crowd starts off with the, he wrote High Road, Tribal, and they say, have my Walkman on everywhere that I travel. I'm from the old, built it through short to High Road. Have my Walkman on everywhere that I travel. I'd always babble and quote what other people wrote. Use it as a theme or rule, and that was cool for me. Worked it like a tool for me. They thought I was a fool to be writing, writing, writing. It was just a dope lie how he switched up the rhyme scheme. Something you rarely hear in rap. I want to give him props on that. The beat is slap. Once again, Grouch with slappers. Imagine this guy telling me that he didn't want to do any beats on these hands. If you look at the production credits on these hands, it was like pulling teeth to get this guy to give us a beat. And when he did, it was a bop. Man, I wish, like, come on. Just if you're if you're around Grouch's social media today, just say, bro, you make dope ass beats. I hope he produced some on, on the Living Legends album. I really do. As a fan. Yeah, gift wrap. Uh, PSC Lucky's versus Fire. If you're the murderers, then why would I buy a tape? And this is a song that got cut from the set eventually as we started touring more, but I don't know why it wasn't. I think it maybe is too aggressive for the crowd, but I love this beat. I love performing it. It's just, it's a lot of rapping. So I feel it. Um, the sub hook, we rock the spot. We rock the spot. It's just dope. It was dope. It was fun to do that too. We rock the spot. We rock the spot. We rock the spot. Yeah, we rock the spot. We rock the spot. We rock the spot. My verse. I was I only remember the I'm about to give her I love this cock feeling. And I was hoping I was on creative differences, so I would have to say that line. But now I get what I was talking about. And these days, I can't I can't stand when people are talking about, I fuck your bitch, I fuck your bitch, I fuck your bitch. And this is a, I fucked your bitch. But it was a very specific shot sent to someone I knew that was listening. People that fronted on me. And then later on, I ended up getting with girls that they dated. And uh, it was uh, pillow toss when I learned early. You got to watch what you say because all of your business will, will come out um, from a woman that you have um, mistreated or used to date. It's like, ooh wee, you be a fool not to feel this beat. Knocking out your trunk like Mike Tyson would have still been. While most of you MCs was out on a field trip, my crew was in the lab. See, we never had permission to slip. My mission to rip every mic that I'm on. Crap niggas being nice, but I remember last year they wasn't liking my song. Now I got a couple fans. Yeah, so that's what I was processing there. Still probably not the best look. Um, but at least it wasn't just a random, I fuck on your bitch. What about bitch? I hate when dudes who are actually married make songs in the present. Like I was going through experiencing my sexuality and yeah, dealing with my, uh, you know, male uh, uh, chauvinism and misogyny and I'm still dealing with it. And not in the best way. I'm not not just I was processing all of it. Um I was twenty 
19 years old, you know, and definitely not sober. No excuses, just some background. But I grew from here, so I was eh, like like uh, cringing as a kid. It's very cringe, very cringe line for me. And there's some more coming up. There's a lot more coming up. I listen to the new album. I hope I don't have any cringe in there so I can leave it, leave this place better than I got here. That was always been the mission, right? Um, so sorry to anyone I offended or damaged I did, uh, but I was angry as, as, as this is the theme in this era of my life, very angry and had to send shots to rappers I knew were now listening that weren't listening before. And then that's when, oh yeah, and when I used to stay up late just to dub tech and sway, now I got my own wax. And I can't get no play. I can't get no play. It was on. I think this is after uh, we were on Swan Tech and uh, we went up there. Well, Mystic Journey went there. I was just there as the pit bull, the freestyle. And uh, they started just giving props. We had got in the East Bay Express or something. And he was like, shout out to Billy Jam. Shout out to Billy Jam, though. Uh, where are you at? Hope you're well, sir. Like a British dude, white dude from the Bay that was a journalist that was put us on the cover or put Mystic Journey on the cover. And all Mystic Journey was shouted out. And I guess Sway and them had beef. He said, you ain't going to come on here and talk about Billy Jam. And the suspect was like, well, why not, bro? Like, fuck you mean? I just want to give props. I ain't about He's like, I don't want to be involved in your politics. And Sway, I don't know what happened between him and Sway. Billy Jam and Sway. But Sway started going off and it became a thing. And it would be like, how come uh, it got to, like, Mr. Jam like, how come there's no local rappers? This is, imagine this now, being in the Bay and KMEL, Maybe it is like this now, but after this interview, it kind of went the other way when during the hyphy movement. But we were not pioneers of the hyphy movement, but we were some of the first artists to go up there pushing because it had left the RBL Posse, Total Devastation, E-40, Captain Saber Hall in the radio era. And I entered this just Diddy, Dupree, Jay-Z, Dame Dash, just to keep with the D's, that era. And there was just no artist from the Bay getting played unless it was late night with uh, Swain Tech. And even then, there wasn't a lot of Bay Area indie rap getting played on the radio. So we went in there like hat in hand, but a little hot. And then once shit went bad, it just went all the way bad. And, uh, you know, like, why is it, the, the, you know, the playlists have that? So uh, I think it was Joe Quicks got me, got me, got me. And I'm still, I'm feeling that anger. I'm still a little hot about that. Um but, you know, he signed with his homies. Kind of like he threw a sucker punch. Freestyling, I'm ready to eat. And he throws, I love Tupac. And that's another thing, too, is like I can't rap freestyle to a Tupac beat. Number one, it's not my style. Number two, but I can do rap to eat it, but not Tupac. Toss it up. Like, I know that word for word. That fuck, I know that better than I know some of my own raps. Um, if the importance of Tupac in my life hasn't been stressed here. Like, am, am I might, he was like a father figure to me, not even a big brother, even though it's like we're five years apart. When you're that young, it's like, yo, like, so you throw on like my spirit animal, my dad's instrumental, you know, in my mind, like my, my, uh, the father of my, because I didn't even take Tupac's influence in my music. It was just in life. Like, my I guess, I guess for lack of a better term, forgive me, Lord, Jesus name, amen. Uh, my idol. For, like you throw on that beat it fucked me up so last they don't play they don't even play Tupac on the wake up show keep it 1000 and he threw on two and it was still early in Tupac's death like I'm still processing it's just bad bro and so I had a whack freestyle he got me with that like you know oh you guys wanna talk shit 
Oh, your man's about to freestyle? Uh, it's like we, me and me and the DJ were on outsides of the fight. I'm ready to just put it down for my homies. And then he, so then I said the playlist should look like the all bay list and the blah, 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 freestyle, whatever is garbage. But uh, yeah, so me saying I got my own wax and I can't get no play on shot. Ironically, uh, I guess it is irony. Sway and I, are, I, I would say we're very cool. Someone I respect greatly. I understand a lot of his thing, you know, as I got older and got more experienced in the industry, you know, just like us, when somebody disses you and somebody speaks, and me especially, if someone speaks up on that person, you got to do what you got to do if you have a beef. And definitely not in your house and not on your airwaves. And we should have just, you know, we weren't press trained. We could have te- deflected, handled it better. But it is what it is. Sunspot and Sway are cool. Like, everybody's cool. I think Sway has met more of my children than Sunspot or a lot of dudes in Living Legends. Not a shot. It's just the irony of that, how it ends up. Because um, when I'm with Living Legends, I'm usually working. Um, when I see Sway, it's just on like a random move or like, you know, I go to the sound set with my family and he was a host of the stage every year for a while. So that's how it happens. Or if I go to New York to do Sway, I'm bringing, usually bring the fam because that's a, a nice place to take your children. Great place to visit. Cali, great place to visit. I'm going, going back, back to New York. All right, that's gift wrap. We're going to move on to war games. I'm not a lame, dumb, dumb, origin perspective, but still we choose to come. Original, down from my talk to my walking, heads out to please the king, Christopher Walken. A city with fly lingo and badass Latinas got heads on this side, biting style, still an equal, unless you assimilate. How did I not end up on War Games? Woo! That's some fire. They are um, shitting on West Coast rappers who sound like they're from the East Coast. We were around a lot of it. Uh, and we did not like it. No, sir. Um, that's why I made songs like L.A. That's why I say shit about On the Block and Creased Up Khakis because as though, even though we made Boom Bap, we did not want to be confused for those of us who sound like uh, West Coast, uh, the Sixth Borough dudes, we used to say. Don't do not do that around us. And they went in. Gosh. Um, I want to point out, like, Lucky's versus Killer, there's all kind of subliminals and intricate things. Aesop is going in on somebody very specific. Eli, this is the roots. While you're going into the darkness, we're rising into the light. No disrespect to the roots, of course. No disrespect. <laughs> but you're going down to the dark, pushing down to the darkness. We're rising up to the light. I affiliate my style with a golden state. Why you holding hate? Claiming a whole way. Now, much respect to the roots, but once you walked in these boots, doing a format like that is so fake. You're a dormant doormat wearing a horse hat with a horrible imitation of what you consider great. When that's only a bite, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. So when you plummet into the darkness, we'll be rising into the light. That's right. That's right. When you plummet into the darkness, we'll be rising to the light. That's right. Yo, I didn't, Eli, with bars. I haven't, I don't know if I can recall. There was a time that, uh, I wish I could find a tape when we were recording Eli's, my mom's house after school. And we have one where they were like, Fresh Prince, this is how you rap. (laughs) Oh, man. They had this song. uh, I didn't know you could rap like that. I told you so. I told you so. I didn't know you could rap like that. I told you so. You just don't know. That was a hook. So they were running. We were running in circles rapping that song. They were, they were still when they were in another group. And I think I wanted, oh, imagine this, I wanted my rap name to be Sambo because I was in love with KMD, 92, 93. Bars. 
uh, War Games, Grouch says, shook your hand once, you didn't feel it. I did it for the cap, where something should have peeled it. I met you twice before and shook your hand, you didn't feel it. Did it for the cap, but should have acted like I feel it. Now I'm in the skillet on the burner in the back. Caught between the trunk bump and the motherfucking boom back. Bring the tune back, it craps in the chop shop. Thermometer up your ass, that's the reason that I'm not hot. But I got a fever. Did it for the cap. Ladies and gentlemen, bring your kids in the room. Bring, bring everybody from the South and the Midwest and everyone that's claiming this slang in the East. This is somebody from Oakland saying cap the way it's used currently in 2001. Bloody capping. Oh, that's cap, blood. I've heard that so many times since the late 90s. To see it rise to prominence now like it's something new is amazing to me. I don't know if, I'm sure Grouch is the first one to put it down, but he's the first person I knew personally to put it on wax. Taj, like Tajay was saying hyphy in 98. Cap and, and hyphy did the movement, hyphy movement didn't hit the national scene till 05, 06, 07, or 08 even hit the national scene. And cap is just now it's like it's a new word. Like my my son, my 10-year-old tries to say, that's cap pop pop. And I'm like, you don't know what that means. I'm, I'm I, and it's hard for sometimes I want to use my, my N-word, I'm a nigga. Like I've been saying cap since before you came out your daddy's cat. You know, that's... Ugh. Anyway, Aesop went in, everybody went in. There's a nice little sample in New York um, sound and it has thought you knew. Um, we just like you, we just like you, so if you're not a whack, you, you're not us and we're not you and we're not a whack crew, whatever, from uh, Strength of ATU, which is an amazing song. If you haven't heard it, on Project Blood. Uh, very another very West Coast, pro-West Coast compilation. Only fitting that it be sampled uh, there. Just like us, we just like you, except for we ain't a whack crew. I mean, look at the shit that's out, okay? And I can say this with no doubt. A lot of the shit just don't appeal. It's it whack real. when I turn on the radio. What happened to shit like radio? Alright, this is another miss. Forces of nature. But we put everybody on the same song. Exchanging versus back and forth. I don't know if that's been done by a crew at this point. Not that it needed to be done. It proves that it does need to be done. Also a song that's four minutes, 27 seconds long with eight rappers. Doesn't need a 22 second intro. Just gonna say you should've got right to Grouch's verse. I do remember when this one was recorded, it was at, in my mind, the creative differences sessions and this mixed together. It was at Tommy's house off of 54th and Van Ness. It's so funny that some of the most hip-hop things are recorded in the hood. Same goes for a lot of the Project Blow stuff. It's good to have music that doesn't sound rooted or is rooted in the environment, but doesn't sound like the, the bitter fruits of that environment, if that makes sense. Yeah, this is uh, everybody at uh, Lucky's house. And I know I came through for a second. Sunspot Rats first, and I think he left, and I came later. Um, I, I, I squoze, squeezed the word pronate into a rap, and I thought I was so cool. And after they donate, the dead hands will pronate, and FEMA might come through, but they always show late. Um, but yeah, everyone's standing up and just taking turns on the microphone, playing off of each other, playing off of the overall theme. It was really like a cypher. It was uh, The memory is dope. I can still, I can see the room. I can feel the energy. I'm closing my eyes now. Like The song isn't as good as the moment was. But some, I would even say keep this song on the album because I don't know if 
Living Legends is, you know, it's just an extra, a group exercise. It's team building. So, um, yeah, maybe do it and then not put it out. But being that I can still feel that moment, I'm glad that we did that, even though it's not the best song. So I would, this is a keeper. So, so far, there's only one I would not keep. We're going to move on to um, Osaka Tales. Oh, earlier I said that I fought with everybody in Living Legends. And squared off is what I really meant. But I said only not Eli, but also not Aesop. Aesop and I once, once got, almost got in a fight. I was thinking how he killed it on that verse. He said something. And we had a little rift early on um, when he was, like I said, that verse was, a gift rap was about somebody um, that I was still friends with. Ironically, as, as I say that we should not get along with each other based on who doesn't get along with who. But I guess, yeah, I didn't kick it with them anymore because of that. Anyway, our tension, our, 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 our honeymoon was over. We almost fought, but A plus from hieroglyphics stepped in between us and squashed it. And I think after that, we got close one other time, but that's on the creative differences tour. I will tell that story. It ended very weirdly. I just wanted to clear that. I'm going to give not a whole bad person. Aesop is such a, like I said, he's the dangler. He's the hustler. He's the uh, manipulator. Different than Lucky, less fly than Lucky, but still very functional. Let's get into Osaka Tales. In a minute you might be in it Way too deep to sleep Routine ways But you better go on and peek Like weather life keeps changing Regardless of the title of my second album Shit's rearranging Don't get too comfortable I have no idea what Arata's saying But uh, yeah Also for Arata It needs to be mentioned that He was the first rapper I ever knew of To blow up in another country Rapping in another language Before blowing up in their own country he had legitimate fans and like a touring base. I just I can never imagine or grasp grasp what his parents were um, thinking when he told them. And when he got back to, he was a Japanese rapper. That when he got to Japan, nobody knew him, and I don't think he was considered tight by those guys because he has a very unorthodox flow. He comes from a guy who didn't rap, who was one who was in a dance hall reggae, which are the ori- original origins or the origins of hip hop culture in a way, as far as Cool Herc is concerned. That is is amazing. The Arata story is, is phenomenal. But I don't know if anybody realizes that. Like, this is a kid that was not a star in Japan didn't start rapping in Japan. He started, and so going back home, we're like, we're with Arata, and they're like, okay, who is this guy we never heard of that's from Osaka? Like, even then, like, the hip-hop scene, I don't know how it was in Osaka, but I assume, and he's probably 50 now. So, yeah, it was, it was weird, bro. I would have put that on, a, like, a Arata album. I wouldn't have put that on our album. At this point, we basically go into the Grouch album. Osaka Tales, produced by the Grouch, with Grouch and Arata, Soapboxing, with Grouch and Picasso. Once again, what a, what an amazing MC you have to be to be invited to a Living Legends album and another great MC from the Bay. Pep love, pep love, pep love. Unavailable for comment. 
I'd rather go sell my boat and ride the tail of a comet, inhale of the chronic, a glass of orange juice, read a book, write a poem, hike a trail in the forest, dude. Yeah. Breathe in fresh air, release pressure, extend and bend and stretch, yeah. Burn an instant, silence my mind in an instant. Pep is dope. And Auntie Mama Joe, aka Eli's mom, on the hook. Not none of these songs are bad. Do they need to go on the Living Legends album? Yes, yeah, like it's hard to say, man. But if like I have to be critical, we could cut these last three and anything you want and have a classic record. And this next song is nothing less. I haven't heard it in years, but I'm gonna listen to it. The intro, everything is is dope. Well, I bet you that I get the last laugh. Bet you that my funeral's packed and the tune you all blast is my crew shit. New shit or old, it don't matter. Boat, I get swolled in the zone where you gather. I'm alone, but together with the folks. Not really knowing where I'm going, but my goal's to provoke thoughts, devote locks, show some fools the ropes to hop, scope the top from above it, love it, then leave it alone. I believe that I'm grown, showing the way. Oh, and obey for going astray. Now I'm blowing away like that bag in American beauty, truly blessed. And nothing less, nothing I'm less. nothing less than a criminal with minimal convictions. Serving up my customers, a hustler of addiction. Crushing my afflictions, I'm sick in the mind. Depends on who you ask, and I can do anything depending on the task. I tend to be on blast more often than not. Between a rock and a hard place, I soften my spot. Talking a lot, that's if my CD's getting played. But if that's not the case, then I had nothing to say. My crew been tight since we was up in the bay. Been down for a while, now watch us as we take it up and away. Something to play with. When you're laying on back Felt the love when I wrote this So I know y'all feeling what I'm saying on tracks Nothing less, nothing less Me and Grouch have been doing it on the These Hands tour If you missed it, you missed it We do it usually when we have a These Hands set But now that we have Reverie, it kind of gets cut sometimes So uh, catch us when you catch us Yeah, it's dope It's a hip-hop classic in my eyes uh, My best rap on the album I made, Is this the first appearance of Felt? I don't know if Felt is out I don't think Felt is out Could be wrong Nobody has real dates on this shit We weren't keeping track of things like that And nothing less, nothing less. First step was birth Now forever cursed to analyze his self-worth The second step was belief Had to make that move before he even grew teeth Third step, respect, awareness. He can trip over the next step if he's careless. That next step, number four, was love. Can't touch it without stepping the other three above as he froze for a moment. All right, that's it. This has been Almost Famous by the Living Legends. I still would say one of the greatest crews to ever exist in hip hop culture. Uh, we don't get enough credit, but that's okay. We were there, and that adds to the legend. Almost Famous. 2001. So yeah, thank y'all for listening. Love y'all. All of his views and family and life were askew. Number six had been twisted by the previous two. The last step, the seventh, was the only thing left that kept them outside of heaven. One last breath and everything could be pleasant. Life through death. Man's final lesson. Thanks for listening to the Best Rapper in L.A. podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on Spotify, Apple, wherever it is. If you like the show, leave a review on Apple Music or Spotify. 
And to support the podcast directly, go to patreon.com slash M-U-R-S 316, March 316. See y'all next week. Peace, peace, peace.